So in our, what, fourth or fifth installation of talking about senior care with uh, the impact of technology companies on senior care, particularly when it comes to, I would say, the financial side, but also just how we care for our parents. Uh, I know my parents are going to be listening to this episode. My my dad in particular is going to be listening to this episode because we're going to figure out how we're going to put you away. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm not really kidding, but I'm sort of kidding. Uh, but all of the jokes aside, health care for seniors is actually a big deal. It's the number one cause of bankruptcy. Families have absolutely... Uh, oftentimes no secession plan for anything. They have no idea what's going to go on. They have no idea how much money mom and dad have. Uh, they have no idea that mom and dad signed some sort of agreement to get rid of all of their funds when they've gone to a nursing home. And so there's this expectation that uh, there's a division of, of all of the assets and things upon death, and then that doesn't happen, and all there is is a huge bill. Uh, so it's a it's a major deal. A lot of tech companies are are jumping onto to this to find a solution because forever uh, it was a very I guess you should say what analog style of handling things, paper and pen, uh, which worked well for a lot of the caretakers. Uh, not all of them are are scumbags, but a lot of them did take advantage of older people. And- Wait a minute, Wait turn, a minute. On the turn on the radio. My homie got a new show and it's time to play it's it though. Play it I hope you got in tune. Got he talking bigger business. Big he make a lot of moves. Lot of he moves. talking Scott-a-tune. I'm saying, wait a minute. Uh, to kind of shed some light on this and learn a bit more about it. Genevity, uh, is that the name of the, the name of the company? Genevity. Uh, Heather Holmes, the founder and CEO, has joined us for this show. Uh, Heather, first off, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Glad to be here with you. So I've got. Am I, am I accurate so far? Like, am I hitting this right? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a huge problem, in and for all those reasons and many more. And let's get some more of them because I think the one thing that it's it's funny. People, I'm 33. Uh, people my age who are in, I, I would say, most of the people my age are either coming to their first company after spending 10 plus years in in some other industry, or are in their like second or third startup. They don't realize how many people of our parents' age exist. And when you say the number of how many baby boomers out there there are, it like blows my mind every time. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, 10,000 baby boomers are turning 65 every single day. That is and insane. That's, and that's just going to continue for a while. And and uh, people have not planned very well for those for those uh, retirement years. And that's what's really scary about it, because we all like to think about all the good goals we want to do and maybe golfing or traveling or or spending time with their family, but we don't really spend a lot of time thinking about actually who's going to take care of us. And as you're talking about, uh, you know, our age where um, we could be that person having to provide care for our parents, or you mean being the parent thinking about. Um, I think I was reading a study recently that said, uh, like, 67 percent of um, of those retirees have in their mind exactly who is going to be their caretaker. Yep. But haven't told them. Oh yeah, of course. So when am I going to tip you off? Yeah, you know, talking about starting your company or doing a, you know doing your next, and then all of a sudden something happens to dad, and now you're expected. To I can jump in. I can just imagine this. If if my dad had chosen me, which he would have had to, because I'm an only child, uh, if he would have chosen me to be his caretaker. And now he, so he's uh, got some back surgery just had, and he needs to have a hip replacement and all this stuff. I would have been on his ass day one, be like, you're going to walk, you're going to do this, you're going to do this. Like, nobody wants to hear their future caretaker telling them care prevention. Exactly. <clears throat> Which we've had uh, uh, several guests on the show talking about how they handle preventative care. Yeah. But one of the things you're talking about and, and have mentioned is all of these planning and sort of stuff around it. But that doesn't even take into account the market drop in 2008. That doesn't take into account the fact that Social Security is on its way out. And some of these folks that are 64, their life expectancy should be well into their 80s. It's not like it was before where they turn 68, 69, 70, and they're croaking. Like, they're in it for a while, right. and most of them are very active. Yeah. So back in the day, 
<clears throat> you know, if you let's say let's go back like 20 years, mm-hmm. if you're my parents and you had a kid and you're like, you know, j- you know, just started playing in college, and the next thing you know, you're thinking, okay, like my own parents, we'll be fairly sedentary and we're going to move to Florida or wherever we're going to do. The way things have gone health wise and just in general life and technology and otherwise. That's not the case. They're they're quote unquote retiring and then starting gig jobs or working at Home Depot and they're active, they're golfing, they're wanting to go around. So like the amount of money that they had saved for a sedentary life in Florida no longer will get them through their life now. Isn't gonna cut it. Yeah. And you know, the and eight in the eighties is the average. Um, people, I mean, are living into their 90s, and, and you hear advisors even planning out to 100 or even farther That's out. That's insane. Farther out than that. But, you, you know, there's no personalization to it. And that oh, that's an thing, advisor. And that, that was the thing that shocked me. In it to win me. it. You know, but that's what shocked me about, um, you know, my co-founder, I come from the healthcare industry, but what uh, Genevity does is we work with financial professionals and their clients and their families to help them understand how their health and elder care risks and longevity yep. can impact their financial plan and now give you really personalized numbers around all of those things so that that you could plan early for it. And what really shocked us about the financial industry is that planners are really good at planning, but they haven't had any way to personalize this information for a client. So, you know, there's four of you men sitting in here in the room today. Each one of you is going to have a different type of life expectancy and and level of elder care. I have a general idea. If I could could look around the room and just do some predictions – I'm like a cock. I'm like a New York cockroach. Yeah. I will be around You'll be until around for forever oh, and ever. I I live on diet coke and like just terrible things, but it it just my system operates that way. It's perfect. Yeah. So what we do for you, what we do for you is we help you them really easily assess your behavioral risk, your your family risk. <laughs> it's <and> pretty high. <laughs> and we look and we look at your family longevity. And what we'll show you is kind of this um, lifespan map for you and showing you how many healthy years do you look like pre-retirement. <laughs> This is important. And how many years? Because if you have all those plans you're going to do post-retirement, are, are you going to be healthy enough to do them um, you know, before you start having some challenges where you're going to need some care? And for the and then how many of those years will you potentially need care? And then for anything that you're doing from a behavioral perspective that could actually help you increase you know, your healthy years or increase your longevity or lifespan, we show you how if you change those, it gives you... It helps you live It's longer. the exact same deal as when you used to go to the bank or when you first got your first job. Like if you save $100 a month, you'll have $5 million when you're 60 versus if you don't save, you'll have nothing when you're 60. It's the same kind of deal, but it's for your health. Right. And so I think like the big fear that everybody has or you know, uh, most people have, and I'm, you guys may agree with me on this, is that nobody wants to be a, that burden yeah. to a loved one. And I do. you want to have some control over that. And when you actually see in a personalized way how many years you might need care, you really have to think about like, not to be crass, but who's going to come in there and go in the bathroom and wipe yeah. your like your yeah. ass. You know, it's like you need to think about those things and be able to plan for them in advance. So that's it's what we do. It's the soft ass. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we do is we help you be informed, whether it's if you need to plan to pay for your parents' care or for your own. And then now there's real numbers for the financial plan. So nobody, we don't want anybody to run out of money in retirement due to not planning for these care costs. And they're, the costs are pretty staggering. I make a... Uh light of and make some jokes around this and because i i think i'll be a great burden on people but um it, it i actually think this is absolutely brilliant uh i think one of the things that you brought up right off the bat that like struck me it was sort of a, a changer for me at least listening to the pitch uh is <clears throat> people really really have a, a hard time facing mortality it's one of the like i just assume like while i assume i'm going to live forever because i don't know why but i also assume when i leave tribune tower today i'm gonna to hit by a bus it's like that i'm good either way right um, most people, when confronted with a paper that says you live like shit, buddy, like this is not going to go well for you. 
No one says that to them. Even their own doctors, they just give them drugs and say, oh, you'll be good. Here, just take this kind of uppers and downers and all-arounders. To be able to say to somebody, this is your history. This is who you are. This is your behavior. This is how it impacts your bottom line. You smoke a pack a day. If you didn't smoke a pack a day, you'd not only have the $7 that you put in your pocket, but you'd have 12 more years of $7 worth a day, a day to put in your pocket. Exactly. And add it on to that. It literally makes it real. And add on to that more healthy years. Of course, you yeah. you can have those years and they can be in a nursing home or you sure. can be really unhealthy. But making sure that you've got more of those good years that you can do it. And I think what, it yeah. gives real perspective. Mm-hmm. I think right now, one of the biggest, and I, I'll speak for myself on this. Like when I first, I so starting a company and going through the entrepreneurial thing, just like you're doing now, you get that like all of the troughs of money are gone now. Yeah. Like you take it all out, all the savings, everything I did, it's all gone um, for the purposes of this like long-term play. Right. But before that, when I was working in commercial real estate, I had a regular job with a regular salary and I went and saw an, uh, an investment planner. And we went through all these different scenarios. Here's your 20 year, here's your 30 year, blah, blah, blah. I am not stupid. I did care about the money. I was in a business that was a long-term investment business, so I knew what we were talking about, and I could care less about the way that this thing, like who cares, 30 years from now? Uh, I can't even get a date. How am I going to get a, a person to, to marry, have kids, and have a family? Like That's not even, it's so far from my brain. If you said to me, listen, I'm just going to put brass tacks in front of you. Your father lived this long. His father lived this long. Your mother lived this long. They ate this way. You eat this way. They exercise. You don't. Like, this is what a life looks like for a 58-year-old going to have to work an extra 10 years to your 70 because you are sluggish and slow and, you you know, whatever. If, if you could have put it into terms for me, I would have cared. And I would have started investing my money properly and, and, more importantly, investing my own personal behavior properly. I would have. And I think the average person would, too. But no one has ever taken the time to spell it out. Yeah. So what you guys are doing, I think like there's a there's the part of it that's very clear. It's targeted for uh, for I don't want to say elderly, but like older and senior. That is the end game. Like the reality is all of this stuff from like 25 on, 28 on, whatever they say, you stop regenerating everything. <laughs> 28 on is like that's really where I mean that's really your target your yeah market. and that's where we and that's um, we really see this helping across the life spectrum and that's why we also do things like looking at out-of-pocket care costs for you for next year so helping you start to make smarter strategies at work maybe with using your HSA which is a great vehicle to help you save later for retirement it's hard to get people to start using it because they don't really know how to start funding it so we'll, let's give you some numbers to just start with and educate you then about what are the greater benefits yeah it's really helping you at whatever that phase or age that you that you are um, that you are in life. So I think the service and the offering to the customer is spot on. It's great. Now let's talk a little bit more about the part for you that looks particularly great, and that is how the actual business works as an AI SaaS platform. Mm-hmm. So I actually had a conversation with a guy this afternoon um, who's running a business who is based on a very. It's not meant for for SaaS play, but it could be. And he went through all of his his spiel on like how it worked and how the community would love it and blah blah. And I was just like, eh, I don't think you're gonna like make money. No one will ever pay for the service, but somebody who could get the data would pay for the service. And it went from this not scalable, nice little business to, holy cow, like this could be a really scalable B two B play. And when I saw what you have here, it's like you could have come into this and said, we're gonna do this great, you know, great idea, great solution, built it for one person and run your little investment portfolio instead you built this thing that could make it to where every single in an ideal world every single person who comes in to see their investment planner 
if they don't ask the questions provided by Genevity, I don't. I want a new investment planner. Exactly, and yeah. that that is a great place to be. And we think that it, it, it that's the standard of care that that you know, it should I be use healthcare standard yeah. of care. That's what the standard of care and financial planning should be. Because if you're not doing that, I, I, we talk about the you know being a fiduciary as an advisor doing the right things yeah. for your client. You, I don't know how an advisor could call themselves a fiduciary if they aren't asking about these things since it's such a big um, a big challenge and a big plan to that. And that's part of where our AI comes in is really helping the advisor and the client see the right recommendations about what they can be doing and, um, and especially the family as the family might need to get more involved. So helping everybody have that sort of um, intelligent recommendation that they're going to need. I totally agree. And I'm, I'm not, not trying to be mean to the investment planner folks that I'm friends with who I will never give my money to. Um, I say that because... I, forever we've always had this same system everyone one size fits all yep and the paperwork had well, i'm just going to use northwestern mutual because i don't think we'll ever have them as a sponsor so it's fine <laughs> northwestern mutual has their like list of like what they'll invest in hedge funds they make available blah 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 mutual funds that they make available sorry <clears throat> not hedge funds they don't they don't have that but uh at any rate they give that to anyone who has a heartbeat and has taken some sort of a test and then that person who may be 20, they may be 45, are going to be then responsible for deploying my capital based on absolutely no math and no understanding of what my longevity will be. So they they have taken my family's money and they've put it away in really, really low risk things when I'm going to live a lifetime that's 50 years from now. Yeah. So I've lost I've lost assets for, for 30 years. I've been losing money. And you put in a position where, like, not just from your side, but also from their side, using AI and using math to determine what Scott's thing is versus Sean's versus yours versus so on, so that you can make a smart decision with my money. And anyone who's using your platform has a legitimately a ridiculous advantage because they can plan your business investments around what you're probably going to live to expect. I think I need to offer you a job. I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, Money's not paying that well yet. You know, you know, and, and there's three three key points that I want to hit on out of what you just said. Yeah. So the first thing is that we want to make sure that nobody is getting sold the wrong type of products. Yep. And I think right now it's really hard to make those decisions when, you know, there can be a lot of fear and a lot of other things. And not you can make knowing. some assumptions on what the numbers right. are. Right. So, if you know, now we can give you that personalized roadmap so you can make the decision, how much care do I need? How much do I really need to set aside? So now you're actually informed. Yeah. And so you are, you know, we're putting you in the driver's seat. Um, from the financial services perspective, there's some scary numbers going on there. So, I mean, the, that whole industry is being disrupted, which is why we're really focused, because we believe we can really help them and the interests align. Because um, with competition with robo-advisors and things like that, there's um, advisors are having a hard time differentiating and yes. showing the value to the client. Um, you can't just get paid to manage the assets anymore. You really need to be showing this bigger plan. But the, the, the kind of they have these industry shift happening. But at the same time, they're facing these daunting numbers that they don't know how to solve, which is that um, 70% of the time, um, the husband typically is the the spouse that will pass away first and tends to be that decision maker. 70% of the time, um, once he passes away and the the assets transfer to the wife solely, she'll fire the advisor within 17 months. But um, even if the advisor is able to keep that relationship and to keep the account with her, when it goes to the children, the children leave 90, 95% of the time because they've never had a chance and never tried to build the relationship with the family. 
if you can imagine if you're, you're managing these accounts, what would it take to go out and find new accounts? That's really difficult. And so why aren't they engaging that family? And while families can be super funny and everyone's unique and funny about talking about money, one thing families can agree on is caring about the health and the well-being of their loved ones. So we help the advisor introduce these conversations depends the on how family. much they're worth sometimes yeah but. i guess but you know um, but <laughs> how, how much i'm willing to yeah, care <laughs> is help them really you know be able to show value yeah. and be able to show value beyond just planning for the wealth and to, to really help you know do that but ultimately what we do is help you have a strategy to protect your assets based on health risks and um, we think that's a smart way if you're going to be planning because you can't control the markets but you can control what you know about yourself and about your family and i i totally agree and I, I hate to sound crass and like capitalistic to the nth degree but that's just where <laughs> that's what my show is, I guess. Uh, the, the part that blows me away about this is just the amount of money that people leave on the table because they don't plan properly because mm-hmm. they're, they're using bad information is insane. I don't even want to guess. I, I have no even I don't even know where to start with it, <clears throat> but I can only just think of like 10 people that I know personally who are in their 60s now, who some of which I'm shocked out of my mind that they're still alive some of which I will be not surprised for them to live another 30 years. To look at their, I know they all, for the most part, have the same financial planner. To know that they basically have their all their money in the same things, they go up and down at the same time. The reality is all 10 of them have roughly the same, you know, give or take, you know, how much money they're putting away, roughly the same return, right? All 10 of them. And the reality is there's three or four of them that should have been way more high-risk investing for the last 20 years because they've got 30 years left. And there's a few other ones who have should have had to be a little bit more conservative because mm-hmm. they may well be dead tomorrow. Right. And it, it's that is such an unfair advantage that it blows my mind that until now this has been something that's been ignored. Yeah. that Because that, it, it, this is not a small number you're talking about. Mm-mm. This is a gigantic – I mean, this is a difference of like if you put a million a million dollars away – over the last 30 years, a person who did this right and and used this information in order to invest in different strategies really should have like a like 1.3 versus the other person who is just at a million. Right, like it's a crazy difference. And if you and and if you knew about how much money you should be um, wedging aside for your for those health or elder care costs, then set that aside. Now you go be as aggressive as yeah. you want with the rest of your assets. It's I mean, there's this is so such much a that you game changer. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. How, uh, last question I got to ask you is how, how did you get into sort of this thing and how do you how do you deploy this and get this to everybody? Yeah. Um, so um, <clears throat> the way that the way that I kind of got into Genevity and, you know, Genevity stands for generations and longevity is I used to work in healthcare. So did my co-founder. I worked in medical devices and I started my career in sales. And so I used to work in the OR um, side by side with surgeons on some very technical implants. And um, one day I got called in for an emergency case here in Chicago and I showed up and the surgeon said, patient doesn't look good, but the family wants us to do whatever we can. We went in, we did the case. Um, it looked really good. We were closing up the patient. An anesthesiologist leans over the counter or the table and said, pressure's dropping, which means we're losing the patient. The patient's yep. bleeding out. Nothing we could do could save the patient. Um, and I was standing right at the patient's left shoulder when they called this time of death. And it really impacted me because this was a disease that wasn't curable, but was easily detectable yeah. if caught early. And um, there's no reason why they should have shown up like that. Um, so that bothered me, but as I was walking out that day, where I had to leave was um, walking out through the family waiting area, and this patient's entire family was sitting on the couches. 
And all I remember is just like, it hit me like a ton of bricks and stopping in my tracks. And I remember all the feet on the couches there and thinking this disease has a strong component in the family. Yeah. So there's other people on that couch. It's like five or six of you are going to end up in the same spot. But, but they don't know. Yeah. So anyways, I went back to the surgeons a few weeks later and we were reviewing the case and what could we have done differently? And I asked them that question. They thought I, they looked at me like I had three eyes Yeah. and um, said, those aren't our patients. And I go, but they could be. Yeah. And so that really was where this started, where I saw that there was really this strong connection if you could help engage families and help them understand risk. But what I realized is what you alluded to earlier, which is that we all know we should drink less, exercise more, eat better. It's We know we should do it, but it's hard to do. Yep. But if you show the financial impact of those choices, that's where you care. Yeah. And so that's where Genevity came. That's where Genevity came from and where we are today. I, I love it. That and, and the fact that Doctors are bad business people. They never understand like the opportunity in front of them, I, I, which I suppose is a good thing. Yeah, I, I know many wonderful, wonderful surgeons, but I have to say I don't know very many who are good business people. No, so, yeah. they're always terrible with their money. Great, great customers, though. Yeah. Very cool. This is awesome. Where do people go to learn more about it? So um, you could uh, go to our website, which is genevity.com. You know, it's spelled like generations and longevity. The spelling's a little funky, so it's G-E-N-I-V-I-T-Y. Very cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. Of course, you can catch this episode and more at technori.com. Download the podcast on iTunes. Stay connected by following us on Facebook and Twitter at Technori or follow me at Katoon. Boom, that's a wrap. 